Hello and welcome to Generation We, the podcast with tips and tools to help navigate the many complex emotional, social, career, and financial challenges we face in life. I'm your host, Laylee Eggball, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Community School for Human Arts and the MAPS program, coming to you from Incline Village in Lake Tahoe. This month, I'm coming into a bit of a groove around my work and finding new avenues to support those who might need a little focus and direction. After last month's podcast, did anyone who listened try the stuck exercise? I workshopped it with a few participants last week, and they were all empowered and motivated by it. In one instance, someone shared verbally with the group their stuck situation, and when they were asked to make a shape, what came up was a completely different stuck, so their body intuitively brought up what was most important and needing attention. This summer, some interesting opportunities are beginning to emerge for me in the community that I live in. I'm once again reminded by the fact that no matter how much you try and plan for an outcome, it never goes the way you think it will. I'm learning to embrace that reality and flow with it. And by flowing, change is happening in an intuitive and natural way. And I'm using my curiosity to help guide my next steps. I've been thinking about why the MAPS program has resonated more with specific groups and not so much with high schools or for coaching teenagers as I had so hoped. The reason for that has become clearer and clearer, and I think it roots back to our very dated and out-of-touch educational institutions, systems that produce the results that nobody or very few want. You don't have to look far to see the disaster that was the school systems all over the world during and now post-COVID. School leaders and teachers encountered a massive system failure during the pandemic, forcing a shift in goals. Instead of normal, everyday face-to-face learning, they had to connect remotely with students to facilitate learning. And similarly, parents had to rethink their parenting skills and duties and reshape much of their lives and routines to accommodate. This common goal united both parents and educators. It forced teachers and school leaders to collaborate in search of solutions. And it compelled parents to rethink their skills and how they're parenting. In many ways, they were forced to become educators. If anything, the months spent in homeschooling made parents realize how poor the education system is, with many parents choosing not to send their kids back to public schools. And most will tell you this has not been easy. And we're still not certain what the fallout will be of these last two years. Although indications are that mental illness has risen, suicides are more common, and we have an entire generation who are very behind on their education, and not just academically. They're stifled emotionally, socially, and also feeling hopeless about their future. Not a great outlook. So I challenge all educators and parents to imagine what a better structure for the delivery and functioning of our educational system could look like. What if we shifted our education priorities not so much to matriculate to a series of outdated standards, but to work towards outcomes that are based on a person's skill building for life, outcomes that show a person can be self-aware, conscious of their behavior and their words, and resilient to challenges that are normal in the life of a human being. What if self-leadership, or what today we call social and emotional learning, was at the core of all the curriculum? How could outcomes change with this new paradigm? In a new paradigm where we explore what our goals might be. What are our values? How do we want to help others? How do we want to support our planet and create a reality where all people can thrive? What if we create an educational system driven by passion and purpose, rather than rewards and punishment?
what if teachers could be life coaches? Isn't that what they're supposed to be? Aren't parents also considered life coaches or role models? The thing is, many schools are now taking away letter grades and only giving pass-fail, all in an effort to be equitable. I would say almost too much time is spent on how to make someone feel good versus how to succeed in life. And then you have the other social aspect, which is permeated into our education system, and that is gender and identity. This shift in language and relationship norms has affected the education system, again, the impact of which will not be known for some time. Meanwhile, kids can't read, do math, or think pragmatically about anything. And now our conversations are around whether teachers should carry guns to school. No wonder everyone needs a safe place. It's hard to focus on the purpose at hand when so many other social elements are getting in the way. It is our duty to provide our kids with an environment where education is about the exploration and realization of their limitlessness. As human beings, we're on a journey to becoming who we really are. This journey to ourselves, our self, we already have this terminology in our language, myself, yourself, ourself, it is what we are here to do and why we are here. First and foremost, this journey is seeking ways to access the deep sources of self, and the only way to truly begin that journey is learning how to always practice holding a mirror up to ourselves. This is the only way we will begin to create deep awareness and peace, and ultimately joy. And this is where the support of a coach or mentor is essential. I'm willing to bet you that if you listen to any of the stakeholder groups in the education system, and that includes the students, parents, and some educators, minus the teachers' unions, even the politicians, they would tell you they want at least some things to be different. They're looking for change and want to be motivated to achieve certain things. Whatever their reasons, the first order of business is achieving a certain level of clarity and self-awareness. And from there, developing self-sufficiency while concerning ourselves with bettering the world around us, that is, with others, the community, and the society in mind. And here's where I want to introduce the term introception, which is defined as the sense of the internal state of the body. This is an important skill to cultivate, the ability to listen to what our bodies are telling us and to look inside. Introception can be both conscious and not conscious. As human beings, we all have the ability to tap into the brain's process of integrating signals relayed from the body into specific subregions of the brain. But ultimately, it's the ability to listen to the signals our bodies are giving us, which is all about optimal functioning and balance in the body. And it's also one of the foundational elements for facilitating self-awareness. The MAPS program supports participants find satisfaction and balance in the essential areas of life, health, personal growth, relationships, recreation, spirituality, and career. What if our education system shifted their measured outcomes from test scores to self-reported outcomes on these facets from students individually? Dolores Holitz offered me the story while giving me feedback on this podcast, and this is a direct quote. When my daughter was going to elementary school, new math was being introduced. I remember the teacher saying, it doesn't matter if your answer is right or wrong. It matters how you feel about the process. We pulled her out of the school. While I agree with you on standardized tests, some form of performance criteria has to be established. The, quote, real world, unquote, demands it. People in banking have to understand finance. Do you want to go to a doctor who got the lowest grades in medical school? I killed the patient but felt good about the process. 
Agreed, and thank you, Dolores, for those wise words. The effectiveness and quality of our education has to be measured in ways that truly represent human development and growth within the context of living a fulfilled and balanced life. Our educational institutions would be well advised to create environments where everyone has the opportunity and the ability to grow, change, fail, and rise again. There must be safe spaces enough for people to take risks and to be courageous, where life is approached with curiosity, interest, power, creativity, and choice. And places where the accomplishments that they are held accountable for are those they design for themselves. So learner-based education, but also accountability, not just on the part of students, but also teachers, administrators, and parents. And when I say accountability, I'm not including blame, scolding, punishment, or judgment. When we hold ourselves accountable for 100% of whatever happens in a situation, we're more likely to arrive at a better outcome, especially if the others in that same situation hold themselves 100% accountable as well. Accountability can provide the means for change and creates a great opportunity to acknowledge success. So what are some things you want to hold yourself accountable for? It's got to be specific. It's got to be measurable. It's got to be attainable. It's got to be realistic. And it's got to be time-oriented. And that spells SMART, S-M-A-R-T, the acronym for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-oriented. I've been seeing a lot of change in a short amount of time in our most recent program participants, and that makes me very happy. I also continue to practice and live the values of the MAPS program every day, and I want to share these practices with you for increased clarity, more self-awareness, effective self-management, better decision-making, and resilience. For those of you who are not familiar with the MAPS program, it's a program for mentoring adolescents and adults for personal and professional success a curated emotional, social, and career educational program. We hold free in-person monthly street classrooms for creatives and solopreneurs, next one is August 21st, and via Zoom for baby boomers and Gen Xers, next one is August 25th. Please join our mailing list at mapsprogram.org, that's M-A-P-P-S-P-R-O, gram.org to learn more and to get announcements for upcoming classrooms. I look forward to seeing you at our next street classroom. Thank you for listening, and if you like what you've heard here today, please consider telling a few friends. Until next time. <laughs>